everyone. Welcome to the Skeptically Inclined Science Podcast. We're on our final episode of the season, episode 44. I'm Evan. And I'm Tom. And welcome to, yeah, this this uh, on our final episode of the season. Um, today, we're just going to have a look back at our the previous season, uh, look at the episodes, uh, have a bit of discussion behind the scenes if people wanted to know. And we're also going to just kind of have a review of papers that have mm-hmm. happened, that papers that have been released so far this year that we just thought were quirky and funny that we thought were worth discussing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, today's just going to be a fun episode. Um, a little bit more laid back more than laid back. our usual uh, content. Introspective of uh, of wh- where we are on the podcast that's, a very, that's well. a very nice word i think i'm gonna try to remember yes it. exactly um yeah and then as well we're gonna have a little bit of a quiz to see how well we do know each other after doing two seasons of a uh a podcast together even though we know each other longer but being friends for short, not that not short of 10 years at this point uh no over because like i well <laughs> yeah i suppose what how do you collect how do, well, when do you we classify start, we, where we came friends? <laughs> we started at college 2011. Yeah. And I guess we became friends somewhere between 2012 and 2013, I would say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree with that? Well, I suppose I didn't really know you till we lived together, so <laughs> I don't know. When when was Maybe that? it was like when we weren't did placement together, I'd say. Okay, well then that was then 2014. Yeah. Okay. So we haven't. That's even, fair. We haven't reached That's the fair. ten year yet. Not yet, but when we let you know when we will. Yeah. So um, yeah. Hope you enjoy. Evan, this. Yeah. Evan, I have a I have a few questions uh, to you about um, our past episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Just want because uh, I don't know if the listeners know, but uh, you never know on what episode number are we are before we start recording. Oh is that, yeah. Is that true? <laughs> I always am like I think we're on this episode, but. Exactly. John, so Tom usually corrects me. Do you know altogether how many episodes uh, we have done this season? Or yeah. Oh yeah, you were going. Yeah, you had warned me this, and I should have looked this up before the, the episode. <laughs> I think we've done like twenty. Um. Twenty to twenty-two. We did twenty episodes. Oh, twenty, including this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. That's so, uh, round number, yes. Yeah. Uh, next question. Number. Next question for you. Do you know how many guests we had? Yeah, I know that. That's four guests. Oh, that's four guests. Okay. And uh, that one is tricky now for you, lad. Okay. So I, I wonder if you're gonna get that one. Uh, <laughs> do Do you know how collectively how many hours of content have we recorded over oh, the God. twenty episodes? Jesus. Too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Over the whole, uh, over the whole, over the whole, over the season. Sorry, over the season two, like over season two, um, yeah. like twenty by like an hour. So, how is this a minute? You want it? No, no. Like there is a. I think just twenty say hours. Then we have seventeen hours and thirty nine oh, wow. minutes of content, not including uh, not including this episode. Wow. So you li- literally can listen to the entire season on the way from, let's say, Amsterdam to uh, New York. I think that's like a 17 hours flight. No, it wouldn't be that long. No? No, it'd be like if you're going to Amsterdam to like, or no, it'd be more like if you're going from Italy to to LA or something. 
Then if you go from uh, Italy to LA, like you can somewhere. listen to 20 episodes yeah. and you can binge it. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So anyways, are you, so you happy we're at end of season two? Are you... Yeah, I'm, what, what's yeah. your feelings? I thought I thought it was uh, it was mixed back really because at some point during the during the season, I found myself in the dark place due to the PhD stuff, you know, and uh, that had reflected on the uh, on the quality. I think a little bit, at least of my of my part, regrettably. But um, yeah, I pulled myself up, and then uh, overall, I I enjoyed it. It's a uh, it's nice and challenging work, uh, but it is it is rewarding. Yeah, just for you the hit sake it of pretty well. It. Anyways, I didn't know you were in a dark place. I was never in a dark sounded, place. It never sounded that way. Yeah, this is the kind of friends we are. <laughs> we just don't talk about uh, bad stuff. <laughs> God, that doesn't make a sound. We're definitely not going to pass this. Uh, well, you never know. Yeah, but I think I do overall. I think it was. A, I think we've learned a lot. I think we have moved up a little bit from the last season, mm-hmm. um, and definitely it's been a learning curve for sure. Um, and still enjoy- still, still- there's still bits I want to do, but it's just like time wise and uh, it is a part time gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, just to bring that in is is kind of tough, but. I think for what we are, I think we've done pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's good to have a break, definitely for the summer. So have a breather, yeah, and regroup, yeah, make a strategy for next time. Right. So then we'll move on to mm-hmm. see how well we know each other, but as well as that, how well do we remember uh, season two parts that we we've talked about on season two like stories or headlines and stuff just mm-hmm. to kind of test each other to see did we were we just completely talking nonsense that we had no clue about or we have no memory of so it'd yeah. be just kind of interesting to see um wh- what your memory is <laughs> of this last so i kind of past. i kind of picked the uh, fragments that when you made like snarky uh remarks <laughs> So I wonder if you're going to be able to remember what kind oh, of okay. snarky, snarky remark that okay, you Okay, so do you want to go first? Okay, so go with the clip questions first before we go into their... Okay. Mr. or Mrs., I suppose. We're not we're not doing the Mr. or Mrs., I think, like at the show. It's just more like we'll ask them questions and then we'll see what the other person says if they got it right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so if I'm going to go with how well do you know your staff... I'm going to start with episode 33, Facebook versus the BMJ. Okay. Okay. And uh, so I'm going to read you a bit of a transcript that I have prepared. And then I'm going to see if you, if you will be able to kind of finish off your train of thought from the moment where I stopped reading. Okay. So uh, this is how you start. I use a British medical journal as a source for my info for these podcasts. I think it's really good resource. They have really nice articles. And it is and it and it is a credible source as well. I know when they say something that I know that when they say something they have put the work into researching it. I know that it is not like they're claiming stuff that doesn't seem to be correct like. Everything seems to be factual checked as well. And then I say, mm-hmm. And then you go back. But uh, but they had a fight or disagreement with Facebook. 
and uh yeah there is there is a little bit fallout between the two and yeah i just want to have a candid discussion and see what do you think and then i say but i actually don't know much about it and then there's something you said after that do you remember would you know what oh, kind of response God. would you had to that you said you didn't know much about the 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 fight the the fight between the um, i think i said something like oh uh like where were you? Like what? What were you? Where have you been? Like is your uh, head, no? Is you said like you said like on your real science nerds like me would know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so only a real science what? Science nerds oh, like nerds. me would okay. know. So a little bit of flex there, a little bit trying to put me in, back into my place. Well, I didn't call you a nerd. That that's a good thing. I think <laughs> I think you meant like science nerd. Like it's a good thing. No, okay. At least that's how I. Uh, okay. That's when I listened to it. That's how it sounded like. Wow, it's the way that nerd has changed from a bad thing to a good thing. It is a good thing, and uh, I just want to emphasize that being a nerd is a very good and noble I'm thing these days. I'm definitely a science nerd. <laughs> well, like I suppose you can always say I think nerd as it on its own is a bad thing, but then if you put like gaming nerd, book nerd, film nerd, everyone's like that's fine. Yeah, like, it's more yeah. specific. Yeah, 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 you can't be just you can't just be a nerd. Yeah, yeah, nerd is just like okay. Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> I give you you. I think you. I think you classify as a as a what did a health nerd? A health nerd. Okay, thank you. I'll take that. Like I don't even know what a health nerd is, but like I take this. Yeah, you look after your body. Okay, okay. So this is where we going. Okay. Uh, do you want me to read you another one, or do you? Have, I'll, I'll do you go. Want... Okay. Okay. This is kind of interesting, okay? So, episode 25, it was when we premiered The Skeptically Inclined Season 2. Okay. And you went through stories uh, from the summer that had happened. I want you to, can you name at least two of these stories that you recounted from that summer? Um, it was... Space, definitely something about space. No, you didn't have any space. Oh, God damn it. Okay. You had four. So I'll I give had you, four stories. You had four stories. So if you can just give me two. If I can just give you two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is extreme. I would, I would think that... This is so I, long ago, I suppose, for you. I would, I, would, I would think I would pick something that I don't usually There's talk about. There's one actually really, really interesting because it's kind of more topical now. Uh, we've talked uh, about it recently. Oh, and for, um, the... Uh, the climate change meeting? No, it wasn't the climate change, no. Okay. It kinda, the, there was a one kind of story that you mentioned climate change, but it's not about climate change. Is it... Was it... Did I talk about the fusion and fission? No. Uh, not okay, the physics. I, There's one... Come on, think about it. I was talking about it recently. It's very uh, topical right now. Very topical right now. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Tell me. Okay, the, one of them was about the first human monkey box discovered in the US. Oh, the monkey pox. Yeah, you mentioned that. It was, it was, it was um, so funny at the time. You said it was first human, human monkey pox discovered in the US in decades. So that was yeah. one of the stories you reported. Now, like, it's <clears throat> so commonplace. It is, yeah. It's really embarrassing. I was listening back to it as well. When I was like, how did they not know it was COVID? Like, did they ha why, why did they test for monkeypox? And I'm like, they're not the same symptoms whatsoever. <laughs> now I know that. But, I but, was, who, 
back then. Nah, yeah. everyone was like, what's a monkey? Oh, monkey box. Um, but yeah, now it's like super topical and you were the first one to do it. So thank you, Evan. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other ones were the um, uh, 15,000 viruses discovered in a Tibetan glacier ice. Uh, yeah. Bacteria infected mosquito caused dengue fever to drop by 70%. Mm-hmm. And then your COVID resilience ranking that was put together by Bloomberg. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember so you that. So you have no, you have no clue of what you're talking about. You have no memories. You just, Lad, I just go. It, you just read it off. No, I do, I do put effort into it, but like I just go. Like you know, I just what's done, it's done. I can go back to it when it's uh, when I want to. Okay. Yeah, but that's quite quite embarrassing. I should have um, I should I should Caught have remembered it. God damn it! Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Well, I have uh, another bit that uh, you made uh, an off the cuff remark. Uh, it's uh, episode forty, fertility fraud. Okay. <laughs> and uh, this is how the this is how it goes. You say Donald Klein. He opened his clinic in nineteen seventy nine, and yeah. Infertility was relatively new medical specialty. Now you go to the sperm bank, it's much more proper procedure in place to get the sperm sample and to get inseminated. But like back in the late 70s, early 80s, there's no big sperm banks, no catalogs of donors to select by eye color or hobby or intelligence, because that's what they usually do. Uh, So yeah, doctors usually found donors themselves. They just had to scout out people, men, to get sperm sample of them. And it was often among medical trainees who had their advantage of being readily available in hospitals and had reputation of successful young men. And then you stop and then you compare this whole situation into something. Um, I compare the situation to something. Yeah, like when the when they when they handpicked the, the doctors, you made a comparison to a practice that used to be in place back in the day jesus uh no i don't remember what i don't know i don't know where you get that from but it was uh so then you you said like they had a reputation of successful young men and then i suppose it's kind of a bit of going into the whole eugenic things yeah, yeah, but so, I suppose they usually, what I kind of meant was, yeah, they pick people who were like from good families, which and were smart. Yeah, and usually that's who were in doctors were. They usually from really good stock, if you mm. want to call it that, like because they were from wealthy families, and also they would have been traditionally seen as very smart. So obviously, who like we, that's the whole point of eugenics. You pick people who are. You wouldn't pick someone who's from a poor background. You pick someone who's wealthy, well-known family. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what sh- I meant by it. Oh, okay. I must yeah. give you kudos for mm-hmm. your candence when you're uh, imitating my uh, speech. <laughs> I'm like, I've listened that to you like enough. Me. <laughs> I've, I've listened to you for a long Yeah, enough. yeah. Um, okay, and then this <laughs> for the last one. And this was kind of, I suppose, kind of might be not because of you, but like... We were talking about it on um, what episode was it? I think it was episode with um, yeah, a flawed, a flawed cure for Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it was the Nobel Prizes. And do you remember who won the Nobel Prize for Medicine this year or last year? Uh, oh God, what was it? <laughs> we had a big argument. We, we didn't have our argument. We were very perplexed by the fact that the guy who didn't win it for uh, okay mRNA or the the vaccines. Yeah. So I think it was chemistry that won. Uh, the CRISPR went for I think it was chemistry. It wasn't that wasn't last year. It that wasn't was, last year. That was the year okay. before last. That was the year before. Oh, why I should know these things. Um, Everyone will forget this one. <laughs> I, I honestly think. <laughs> I think I would have uh, forgot it as well. Only that I listened. Was it a circadian rhythm? No. Okay, give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. I'm going to come up with something. Uh, is it like... Would it seem that it's not worth winning a Nobel Prize? Was it like a Well, it was weird? very surprised. It was kind of surprising. Not that I don't think the only one I listened to this podcast. So, I, yeah, it was a bit of shock. It didn't really... Considering what we had been through, it didn't, like, thematically-wise make a lot of sense, but... <laughs> oh, no, I don't remember. I'm not gonna... Um, yeah, I'm not gonna pull it out of my the hat. No, I don't remember. It was, we do it horribly. I know, yeah. <laughs> it was the guy they uh for the uh touch the sense of touch oh and my heat, god they yeah uh, the the response how we responded to them stimulus but you uh, no wonder i didn't remember that yeah i know <laughs> it's so obscure it seems very obscure yeah right okay well that concluded that we don't really know what we're talking about most of the time okay then how do we know do we know each other I'm so excited for this one. Okay. You go first then. Okay. So I have five questions for you. Three are easy. Uh, two are difficult. Actually, I have six questions. And the last one is... Uh, no, I cut just it want... down to five. We can't do six. Okay. We already okay. had like 25 okay. minutes. Okay. Right. Uh, what is my bigger fear? What is my biggest fear? Oh, uh, I think rats. Okay, yeah, that was that was the easy one. Yeah. Okay, you got that one. Uh, what do you is want my me to do? Okay, do... go on. Yeah. Okay, what is what is my proudest moment? This one should be easy. Uh, the proudest moment would be getting the masters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, got that so one. So one out of one each. Yes. One um, each. what is my favorite song or artist? Uh, <laughs> I think Metallica. You can, I let I'll, you have a, two more chances. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> uh, a song is sung by the same artist. So the song and artist like the Guns and Roses. No. Uh, no, this is very. Uh, this is a uh, an easy one. <laughs> yeah, this is an easy one. You would know. I I sang that song at our friend's birthday party. Come on, lad, you know this, like, if I say it to you, you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. It's hilarious, because you wouldn't think I would like that. Oh, it's a, it's an unexpected favorite band. Yeah, it's the one that I keep, like, on the lowdown that I don't really tell people about. Oh, God, I can't. (laughs) I hate these quizzes, because I'm, like, on the spot trying to think. It's more like I do know, but I just can't think. Oh, I don't know. What Taylor Swift or Love oh, Story? Taylor Swift. Of course. Taylor Swift? Jesus. Yeah, she is really good. Okay. Um, <laughs> who, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to just 
maybe skip this one. <laughs> who, who would play me in a biopic? <laughs> uh, pff, I, uh, I'll, not, I'll give you. It, I'll give you flexibility. So if you okay. give me an answer, then I'm like, okay, yeah. But like, I so this who I Joaquin but, Phoenix. <laughs> no, <laughs> right now, Joaquin uh, Phoenix is way older than me. Okay, so you won't like from the from the contempt like from the like, re- like they're f- making a film about our podcast when it does blow up and okay who's gonna be the one playing? Uh, okay, so it's not gonna be Michael Fassbender. It's not gonna be Pierce Brosnan. Uh, would it be Erza Miller? Because <laughs> <laughs> I give off them crazy vibes. Uh, mm. If not, well, what's uh, other? If not him. The guy from the uh, Baby Driver? No, I wouldn't say him. Okay, <laughs> right. I don't know who would that be. I was going to say Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> or the guy Timothy- from Dune. Yeah. Or, oh, ba- or, or okay. I said, ba- well, the other question was, which celebrity do you think looks most like me? And I had wrote down uh, Barry Keown, but then John was like, no, I don't look like him. So if he wanted <laughs> to play me either, I would, I would allow it. Would you would you allow it? Okay, but I don't know. He uh, think he played me with a lot more um, intensity. I don't think I'm on that intense. So, no, they would have <laughs> to spend like a couple of years with you to really see when you are excited when you speak. Um, okay, this is a very personal question. Right, you have to uh, you have to dig in your memory, oh, and Jesus. I accept I accept either Polish or English name. Oh God, well definitely the Polish name anyway. Uh, at oh. our Christmas dinner. Uh, back when we were in the third year or f- third year, I think fourth we had year. Like, no fourth year. We had a together Christmas dinner. Uh, everyone was making something except for you and uh, some <laughs> other lad. And uh, I also made something and I brought it to the dinner. And uh, what dish did I prepare? Isn't it dumplings? No, that's it. We yeah, had the winner. That's easy. Well, I just just want to see if you care about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Right. Uh, I'm going to say this is our, my fourth one. Mm-hmm. Who is would be my celebrity crush? Scarlett Johansson. No. Johan from Fifty Shades of Grey, Dakota something? No. Okay. Well, you what? have to. <laughs> and, okay, my last one. What is your celebrity? If it's like some sort of obscure just, indie actress, not, I'm not going to know. <laughs> it's like if you try and be a hipster, I'm not going to get this. Um, Another one. Another... I assume she's a female. Um, I assume. <laughs> uh, was she in any big... Margot Robbie. Mar- Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. No, it wasn't actually her. <sighs> okay, who was it? It's um, Anna de Amos. I have no idea who that person oh, come, is. Oh, come on. The girl out of... She was in the James Bond, the recent one. I haven't seen Runner. that. I know, I know you said it. I know you probably said it to me, but I, I, I don't even know how she looks like. Oh, my God. Okay, I, you're missing I, out. Okay, well, um, okay. You ready for this one? Yeah. Uh, this one is difficult. It happened. Uh, uh, I I will accept. Will I will accept three different answers. So it, there's not a strict answer to it. Okay. What is the most embarrassing thing that has happened oh, to God. me? Oh <laughs> God. What did you say? You, you will accept. So there are, I, there are a couple of embarrassing stories that have happened to me mm-hmm. that I have listed down as a potential good answers because I just can't pick one embarrassing story. So there is a, you can, uh, you can, you can win something <laughs> here. A, a deluge of, yeah. I was trying to think, I seen that question. I was like, I couldn't think of one and I'm sure someone 
I nearly need to ask someone to tell me because I just couldn't think. The uh, one that I'm thinking of is uh, <laughs> it, two of them happened in the Netherlands. For me? No, for my embarrassing oh, okay. story. Two of them happened in the, in the Netherlands. And they are decent was I there to, in the Netherlands? Yeah, that was still in the, in the time when, uh, when you were here. God, it's really difficult. <laughs> like, it, it could be anything. Can you give me more of a cl clue? Yeah, one of them happened in the, um, in the lab. I did something stupid. And then they had to change uh, protocols and equipment in oh, the lab. Oh, yes. And then the other one happened in the, uh, in the Nijmegen city center when I was trying to get some food. I know, okay, well, the first one I know is when you were having to cut the gel yeah. <laughs> with the UV and you ended yeah. up getting sunburned. I burned my face with a UV light. Oh, yeah. my God. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would I get. And the second one, when you were getting lot food. Yeah, so I went for a massive cycle around Nijmegen and then I decided that I was still under, uh, I was still very impressed with the vending machines they have here with the like hot food, hot f snack foods, you know? Oh, yeah. And I was trying to get one out of the, uh, out of these uh, takeaway place and uh, I misjudged uh, a window for a door and I just walked oh, right, right, right. Into, right into the window like and yeah, I got like tears in my eyes and my nose was red because i just went full speed right oh, into that shit. window i didn't and see it, that anyway so at least yeah. that was something yeah <laughs> <laughs> but with the uv light i was like the next day i came to work and i was talking to my supervisor and he just looked and i was like telling something to him and he's just looking at me and at some point he's just not listening anymore and he just <laughs> have you been sandbathing or something like that and i was like oh my god and did you know the next that I knew evening, it. That evening yeah. was like oh I know I thought it was like I was I thought it was like oh there's something weird going on with my face because my skin got like super like dry and tense yeah so I, so I put some moisturizer on it and I just went to bed and was like oh it's gonna be grand uh and the next day I woke up and then, then I just look into the mirror and I was like oh my god and I just added one and one together and then yeah sure I had to report it they asked they were asking me questions like why did you are get you dumb <laughs> are you dumb and um, they got rid of the UV light they replaced it they replaced it with a different yeah and they replace masks now and uh yeah so basically human genetics department you're welcome yeah exactly yeah. yeah well welcome to every summer where i am when i walk out the door I'm like my face could get burned <laughs> so <laughs> i feel your pain um uh, last one for me it uh, this one shows if you um if you can be can candid and honest with me uh when was the moment when you decided i was the one <laughs> to, no to do a podcast <laughs> oh yeah no the, the real question is if I could get a free ticket to go anywhere in the world, where would I go? Mm. There's three, you have three uh, be, answers here. I think, oh, I have three answers. Okay, well. Well, like you can just Norway. do one. Isn't one of them Norway? Yes, yes. Okay, yes, I definitely. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is it specifically somewhere in Norway? Well, I just written Scandinavia. So Norway, okay. Sweden, <laughs> Iceland, all of that counts, yeah. Okay, we can do that after you graduate. Definitely. Um, okay. Other place I was obsessed about Japan. for a little while. Yes. And very last one. 
That one is a that one is a sleeper. You might not know on this one, to be honest. Oh, California. <laughs> Used to be, but because of the, uh, oh, I don't, <laughs> How I don't want to go. I, I don't want to go there anymore. It's it. Uh, I burned that place down in my head. It's done. It's uh-huh. actually. Um, it's actually New Zealand out of oh, all New places. Zealand. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Just why why see, New Zealand? Just want to see proper not. rugby. <laughs> proper rugby. <laughs> you can see that in Ireland. <laughs> I suppose you do. Yeah, good lad. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so that's uh, that's my wrap up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think I got you. Got two. Two. Uh, two for me. Yeah. 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 How did I get? You got the rats. You got the Christmas dinner. You got the embarrassing. You got everything, <laughs> except <laughs> I didn't get everything, except for the Taylor Swift and the embarrassing. I got one and the embarrassing, but you basically well, get but, to tell uh, me. Yeah, but like I would. Accept I think that. that's just like they're very tough. Like embarrassing is like you have to think yeah. of their whole life or every yeah. encounter you've been with them. So and you have to sift them through like the yeah. filter of appropriation and PC <laughs> because you don't want to say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, right. When well, we'll move on then. Um, to the actual science for the episode. <laughs> yes, enough with this. Um, so yeah, we just said we just have a quick look again mm-hmm. at any funny or humorous we thought stories that we might have missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this from this year. Um, what did? What okay yeah. So what did you think? What did you find, Tom? Any? Anything that stood out for you that we, yes. you missed? So I was, as I said, I was ready just to go on the Ig Nobel Prize website and look at some quirky article, but you have challenged me and you said like, oh, I usually just find these things by myself. <laughs> and, and I, I did like, as well. Okay, so I was like, okay, I have to I have to find something that's, uh, that's going to caught my attention. And I remember uh, back in the day, I was watching this YouTube channel and they reported on this uh, uh, TikTok teens that were that caught threat like symptoms from social media and i thought that's interesting and uh i tried to see if they did any papers on on these things and they actually did release the paper about this uh tiktok uh Team. thread thing that was happening and uh i know it, yeah that was the trend and like people were pretending to have Tourette's, and they were yeah. trying to pretend to have these like crazy ones where they'd be like and uh, yeah but it's not just but, all pretending well, some of them, uh, like some of them were, I think they were pretending. It was like really weird. And it was like, because the more outraged they were, the more views they were getting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it all started with the, uh, uh, in Germany, they uh, they noticed that there was a spike in these uh, people suffering from Tourette syndrome. And through personal correspondence, uh, you know, like physicians would ex- uh, would exchange information and notes. They also noticed the same thing was happening in UK, USA, Denmark, France, and Canada. So it was something like really spread across uh, countries mm. uh, without uh, any regard for borders. And they actually managed to trace everything back into a, a, a one lad from <laughs> Germany lad. called uh, Jan Zimmermann. Uh, he started his YouTube channel in 2019, and uh, he indeed does suffer from a mild uh, form of Tourette's. Uh, but on his YouTube channel, he started posting countless uh, videos depicting his movements, vocalizations, phrases, and on bizarre behavior that, well, bizarre in quotation mark, that behavior associated with that condition. And he claimed that these were his tics. 
but in fact uh, they were clearly functional in nature so they were kind of uh, he was he was on the spectrum of the threat but some of the takes he was showing they were just more kind of stereotypical uh, takes so maybe he just started doing it you know just to get views and and likes and so on and but was number- he he genuinely had these so he had mild form of Tourette yeah. and he had some genuine uh, behavior associated with that. But he was also kind of over-exaggerating it with some of the takes that the, when experts noticed them, they were able to say that like, these are more stereotypical things that people would associate with Tourette's when, you know, when, when they try to depict them on TV or, or something yeah. like that. And the, the number of symptoms uh, and in particular, the number of different swear words and insult presented were countless and those far beyond those uh, of takes in Tourette syndrome because apparently usually you have just like the fine number of takes that you, yeah. that your uh, that your mind and body just goes back to so his social media gained a lot of popularity in the very short time and we are talking here about like millions of followers gained in the matter of months so like a huge spike as you would imagine yeah uh, and he heavily monetized his channel as well. He started getting like merchandises and he even had an app that included uh, most of his vocal takes. Wow. So I assume other people could like download his app and like, I don't know, like listen to his takes. I don't really, I didn't follow this app, but it, it's, that's what he did. Wow. So now that was like 2019. Now uh, two years have passed and remarkably high number of young patients have been referred to specialized threat outpatient clinic across different countries present with symptoms closely resembling the ones of uh, Jan Zimmerman showed in his videos. Some of the patients had were pre-diagnosed with Tourette syndrome and indeed had suffered from mild Tourette syndrome, but all patients were present with nearly identical movements and vocalization that, re- that was resembling Jan's symptoms. So they wow. basically copycat him. And what's more, like Jan, words and fa- phrases were pronounced with a changed voice at low pitch, and patients often reported to be unable to perform unpleasant tasks because of their symptoms, resulting in release from obligations at school and oh home. My God. While symptoms temporarily, comp- while symptoms disappeared while uh, conducting fa- favorite tasks, so yeah. they didn't really have these symptoms when they were doing things they liked, and uh, and they got the symptoms where they were probably asked to do some, oh you know. God chores around the house or whatever <laughs> yeah, wash the dishes yeah I so now i wonder evan do you think this is just a case of monkey see monkey does or is there something oh, more to it i think so yeah you definitely. just think it's monkey see monkey does like it sounds to me these kids most probably the people have like low, low self-esteem or low confidence or mm. they, they're very attention seeking and they want to try and like gain attention and they're like this guy has loads of followers on on um online mm-hmm. i can just copy what he does like he give them an app of how to copy them basically so they're like okay i know how to do it mm. and yeah then they just say oh yeah i'm starting to develop these ticks like maybe not consciously they might have not realized they were doing it but i'd say unconsciously they were like they kind of were like oh i could just maybe i do that i'm like I oh think, yeah i do that sometimes i think you hit and, the nail on the head with the uh with the thing because the, uh, the the experts and the doctors they actually put a name on it, and it's funny enough because I want to circle back now to the Halloween episode when I was talking about the dancing plate. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah. So this this kind of thing has actually a name. It's called uh, hold on uh, mass psychogenic illness, 
or mass sociogenic illness where they can't really pinpoint a, a, a pathogen or a trigger but like with the dancing plague loads of people started dancing and then yeah. they just died out of uh, exhaustion but because in that example they had like direct human to human contact um here you can't replicate that because it's all done via social media yeah, it's all kind yeah. of virtual so they coined a new name called called mass social media induced illness wow and uh, and han and jan zimmerman can be regarded as a virtual index case or otherwise patient zero and, uh, and as his channel got bigger and other young people started replicating his sticks while also documenting it on their own social media those uh, this was the spread over the social media and every other person was considered a secondary virtual index case. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was spreading and spreading, spreading. And what is the justification for this? Well, patients did not have direct con uh, personal contact with either Jan or among each other. They made indirect contact with Jan in the form of uh, strong identification. So there was, as you said, they just kind of started to see their own things in the, in the takes that he was doing. They could like relate themselves to it. And patient report, reported admiring Jan for his open approach to the supposed threat syndrome and for being successful despite his condition, which causes strong emotional and hence further triggers uh, uh, these sticks. And in increased use of social media during COVID-19 related lockdown and quarantine might be reinforcing these factors. Mm. So the experts are reluctant to diagnose these patients now with threat or threat like functional movement disorder. Instead, they are they are individuals affected by the mass social media induced illness. Wow, that's crazy. And, yeah, and the paper, just to finish off, the paper states that half of the Gen Z feels <laughs> stressed or anxious about climate change being one of the top concerns. People experience fear, panic attacks, feelings of anger, uh, mis they're misguided, helpless. Uh, they also feel feelings of uncontro uncontrollability, unpredictability, and uncert uncertainty. This current M MSMI outbreak might represent culture-bond stress reaction of our postmodern society, emphasizing the uniqueness on individuals and valuing their alleged exceptionality, thus promoting attention-seeking behavior, and aggravating the permanent identity crisis, crisis of modern men. So well, I think it's a little bit more complex than monkey see, monkey does. I think there's like some more psychological game going on. Yeah. Where these people feel vulnerable and definitely lockdown didn't help with it. But through identity politics, through, you know, admiration and, and you know, if they see him as a strong figure... They might mm. see maybe see themselves as a strong figure as well. But it's more they... to relate with him as well. Where they're yeah. like, Oh, I have this and then But it's the, like a community. The they can make a community. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but um, in the same time they weren't they they were smart about it because they got get out of doing things they didn't like doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they were like, I could use this. Yeah. So but, I thought uh, I thought that was I thought that was yeah, quir that's, quirky enough that's research crazy. that was done. So that's the first ever like uh, internet psychosis. <laughs> yeah, the mass mass social media induced illness. Yeah, yeah. it's part. So it's um sad for like people who actually have Tourette's. Yeah. Um, if they go to the doctor and they're going to be almost probably the first question now is like, do you use social media? Do you use TikTok? Actually, do you watch the, this YouTuber or TikTok? 
person. Actually, the uh, uh, threat agencies and, uh, you know, like a group of support in Germany, they kind of even uh, alienated themselves from uh, Jan Zimmermann. They weren't really in favor of his content and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I suppose you have to you have to make up your own mind. What do you think about this? I'd say this guy just just needed to weigh out to express himself one way or the other. And uh, I don't think he was expecting that people gonna kind of follow his steps. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. When you're releasing merch and all that kind of stuff and a voice, an app with your voice ticks. Well, I suppose when your channel gets bigger, you in this day and age, you try like all you want is it. trying to make money off it. Right. What's the other incentive like? Mm yeah yeah so there's a little bit more research being done on it right now the uh by um kind of physicians looking into like the actual symptoms and maybe they're they trying to look more into it but um that was one of the first papers that came out uh, around this tiktok teens uh cutting threats over social media <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah that's interesting yeah um i thought that was quirky enough yeah pretty quirky <laughs> very yeah it's it's a bit like the whole psychosis thing is a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> to, well, it's not going to be the first time, I'm sure. Like, more people are using TikTok than ever. So who knows what illnesses they'll be picking up. Are you on TikTok? No. Okay. Me neither. So I guess we safe. We safe. Yeah. yeah. Safe from the Chinese <laughs> government. <laughs> CCP. CCP. Yeah. Um, Fear them. Yeah. So uh, the only, I suppose I don't think we're going to get time to do any more. So I'll mm -hmm. just cover my story Yeah. from the year. So the one I had seen was studies suggest outdoor cat ownership in childhood increases risk of psychosis in males. So I seen this and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Um, Like what's going on there? And they reckon that owning an outdoor cat is associated with an increased risk of psychotic episodes in sorry psychotic experiences in adulthood but only in males uh, and they're like why why is this and they said that the suspected culprit is not the cat itself but rather exposure to toxoplasma gondii, a common parasite carried by rodents and sometimes found in cat feces um, and this study adds to a growing evidence showing exposure to this um parasite may be a risk factor for schizophrenia and other psychotic disorders so i don't know have you ever heard of that parasite toxoplasma i've heard of it yeah they reckon it like it's one of those parasites that eats your brain or like can like yeah that's the one is that the one that change like it would infect like a, a, a mouse or rat and it would change their behavior so that they are not really that afraid of the cat so the cat yeah. can eat them and finish the reproductive uh, cycle or growth within the cat exactly and they reckon that it'll more likely cause the, the mouse or the rat to become less more fearless and then it's more because that's what it wants it wants to spread so it'll yeah the cat will eat it and then it'll get the parasite get infected with it um but yeah they said and then if you have that cat through the feces that's how it's meant to spread um yeah toxoplasma gondii infects about 30 percent of the human population and is usually transmitted by cats 
Most infections are asymptomatic, but Toxoplasma gondii can cause toxoplasmosis in humans, which has been linked to increased risk of schizophrenia, suicide attempts, and more recently, mild cognitive impairment. Although some studies show an association between cat ownership and increased risk of mental health, the research findings have been inconsistent. Um, the evidence has been mixed about the association between cat ownership and psychosis expression. So in this study, they looked and seen primarily if you had an outdoor cat that would be outdoor, like in the open environment, mm-hmm. like where encounter these mice or rats. Like a kind of more of a stray kind of cat rather yeah. than just home kept cat yeah and yeah so the whole theory of like crazy cat lady is might be just but not because it's everyone thinks she's crazy already but maybe it's because of the cat she has that's why she, she becomes crazy it. yeah it's, <laughs> it's mad that like a, a parasite can change like your brain chemistry and i know yeah. your beha- it's no, m- no one really thinks thinks of it like that and uh maybe maybe that's why um maybe that's how we become who we are because of experiences if you're a cat like and no one ever thinks that it's like usually you think oh it's experiences or like where you learn something whereas like mm. a parasite maybe could be changing your brain and who you are as a person and they think that like it's leading to these men becoming more psychotic uh and like that me could be the reason for it uh it's mad i'd love to but, see like famous serial killers like did you have an outdoor cat <laughs> yeah, I you, usually it's like trauma a childhood what leads them to do this but do you think that would be uh like kind of bringing bringing this backstory to the you know when we were talking to professor ham Brunner about the maoa and how this could be used in court to defend someone oh yeah do you think that could be would you would you see that as a as a, if you were a juror would you consider that a, a valuable excuse? Uh, and we, we, we're completely being hypothetical right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, if someone would claim that, like, oh, he committed this crime because his behavior has been, um, yeah, changed due to being infected with the... With the uh, me? Ugh, I don't know. It's tough, like, it's a tough one because... <laughs> I don't because then you, you, need then to, in a way, you need to know how much... Like, I'd like to know, is there significantly... They said there was a significant increase, but I'm like, how much of a significant increase? Yeah, so, the, yeah, in this they said, yeah, rodent hunting cat ownership associated with a higher risk of psychosis when compared with owning no cat or a non-hunting cat. When investigators added head trauma and residential move to rod, rodent hunting cat ownership, psychosis risk was elevated in both men and women. So, and then they said, independent of cat ownership, younger age, moving more than three times as a child, a history of head trauma, and being a smoker were all associated with a higher psychosis risk. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's enough to like get someone off for murder. Maybe for yeah. like aggressive behavior. Maybe. Yeah, but that's like, that's what I was. I thinking in lines kind of just having like a just aggressive outburst. But yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. And I was like, there was another thing comment I seen that, uh, this is like a weird fact. They said that at one point, and they're still, I don't know if this is one of these, uh, just a complete observational, like, um, what's it called when you just, it's just an offhand account. But they were able Offshore. to- Offshore. Off, no, no. Offshore like, account. No, like, off, um, 
what was I saying? One-off account, you know, where you hear like, oh, yeah. oh I heard this. Yeah. But someone said that they were able to pr- use toxoplasmosis infection rate among the population of a country to predict the winner of a national team soccer matches. <laughs> How? Yeah, because they said that higher infection of higher rate of infection resulted in a higher rate chance of winning and because they were more risk takers (laughs) well this is what they said the greater the difference in infection rates the better the chances of winning against specific team (laughs) so people are like let's go and like start (laughs) playing with catches yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh god but yeah uh they show that supposedly it has shown that the level of testosterone is higher in people infected with toxoplasmosis as well. So I don't know. These are, I'm not saying this is definite true. This is just offhand accounts. So yeah. this is what they reckon. But um, I think what, what most worried for me is that if it, if it is true, like you, you lose agency over yourself without probably even realizing that this is not yeah. you who makes the decisions. Like it, it's not like you being locked inside of your own head in the little box and you're just trying to get out. You just you carry on with your life and you make decisions as you normally would. But yeah, it's just because it's someone, someone else, some parasite is pulling the string. That's that's yeah, madness. Yeah. Like, and they reckon. Well, this is another offhand. They said that they think estrogen can provide some level of protection to psychosis. That's why it's more likely to occur in men. And they think that antiparasitics, antibiotics, can sometimes help people with psychosis. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's an interesting. And I like you asked the question: like, should we not have cats as pets? <laughs> but I mean, cats have always been part of us no matter how long back you look you know like coming coming back to like ancient oh, yeah. e- egypt oh, like yeah, they were always egypt. like the cats were always maybe around. it was the, the the parasite making us want them maybe the parasite <laughs> affected our brain to actually like them <laughs> is, the, is the parasite the parasites are running the world is it yeah um and actually to be honest with you to be uh, quite candid with you my mom are th- my mom and my dad are thinking about getting a cat now <laughs> so i might well, maybe, have it. maybe it won't affect i think it's your for younger people like i think at that age their brain is is what it is <laughs> i don't want to see my dad going mad in the shop or something <laughs> like that it's the cat yeah uh, i don't know i think it's, it's more for younger like it, when their brain is being um is okay going and okay uh, uh yeah are you are you a cat or dog person oh a dog, a dog I, person. I don't think okay. we already had a cat briefly when i was a child and that was it. I think I, I, I might, like, when I was going to my grandma's for summer, uh, like, she had, like, loads of these kind of cats that were living outside, and they were, you know, she just fed them, and she kept them around the around the yard to kind of uh, take care of the uh, rats and mice. Like, we've definitely caught it, like. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> like, we behavior. had to. Like, we had to, because, you know, the cats were, like, they, uh, they were in the, they had, like, loads of litters, like all the time because it was mm-hmm. like just nobody cared nobody like not like they weren't cared for but that they would just live their life and they were just mm-hmm. kept in the yard just to you know keep the rodents in check uh <laughs> and my grandma just just fed them food like but you know they were just they never were like allowed inside they were just typically your your outdoor cats and like we were playing with them because you know they're cute 
I de- we, I definitely. So you're just thinking look. back, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, it's like that's it's, where it all began. That's it explains so much. I noticed change when I was twelve. Like, you know, was, <laughs> did you wash your hands? Uh, I just want to say yes, but I don't know. <laughs> I definitely yeah. wash my hands all the time now. Definitely. So yeah, that was what I thought was a an interesting story that I had seen. Um, <laughs> like, I think they still have to do more research into this, but like, just like, wow, that's crazy to think maybe there's so little research because the parasite doesn't want us to do the research (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) now we're just going down the rabbit hole yeah 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 exactly big big uh cat big parasite Mm. pharma um yeah so that was that was just my interesting story yeah i thought yeah very uh on yeah you wouldn't think about that you wouldn't think like how such a little thing can uh can affect Mm. yeah uh basically it Food, top food chain species like we are mm. you know we think there's like always we, someone hit, there's always something that can get it's you. always someone faster bigger or stronger than you yeah okay so i think that was our uh that was a quirky science bit interesting snor- science stories mm-hmm. we haven't actually even looked back at our episodes yet no so for the list of episodes yeah i um and for the sake of time, I'm just I'm just gonna say that my favorite thing that we have done, except for the interviews, was having the debate on debate. episode thirty when Honey I sequenced the kids, and uh, I thought I thought it was really cool, <laughs> and uh, I wish I have done this more in college. I wish there was an opportunity for us to engage to in debate. discussion like that. Mm. Uh, I was talking to a friend recently, and she said that they, they used to have a talks like that in the in the Donders Institute which is located here in Nijmegen they could like go there and uh, yeah they were just engaging engage in these kind of conversations that would challenge you a little bit not just not just conversation that you, where you have to memorize a definitions and you know be uh, just being able to know what scientific word means what but just kind of being able to to apply it into a wider content and and see kind of the consequences and I think during our discussion on the um, honey I sequence the kids whether kids should or should not have a full genome sequence at birth I thought it was like a real life application of the technologies that are are available to to us right now and it's just a matter of an ethical question whether we should or should not do it and I yeah. thought like and you uh, so you were the one who was for it and I, was I was for it and yeah. I was against it you were against it yeah but you yeah. were at the beginning you would have been against it I, were, I yeah yeah and, and like, I, my feelings of being against it re uh, are even stronger now I, I watched this movie yesterday called Gattaca G-A-T-T-A-C-A it's a it's a movie from 1997 uh, about a society that uh doesn't doesn't use a natural birth anymore it's all like design children oh yeah and they can they can design them in the way to be perfect and there's this couple that decided to have a naturally born child and this guy is growing up and he struggles throughout his whole life and he can only be like a a, a cleaner like a janitor in this company but his true dream is to go to to space and explore space but they wouldn't give him a job no matter how good he does because his genetic makeup just suggests that like he's not a perfect person and uh yeah it's it's a little bit different you know sequencing kids and having designer kids but like it's all within the realm of this genetic technologies that are emerging now and um yeah i don't uh yeah i think some things maybe should be left to 
to a surprise. But at the same time, we're talking about the health of the babies. So, mm. yeah, it's it's a, it's a yeah. It's I don't think that's that's the whole point of the debate. It's like you don't there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, I think you did a really good job, and because I was very I thought it was not. I don't think it was should be allowed. But then when you when you went through it, and it was like we always think of the worst case scenario. Um, and mm. like the, uh, there is a huge opportunities w- with it. Yeah. Um, to identify like stuff like genes and other mutations that could go on to lead to significant life uh, problems like diseases. Yeah. Um, well, I-, I think you did a good job at trying to convince me and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's a tricky one. Um, yeah. You just need to like guarantee that that they would only their sequence would only be used in the proper scenarios that it would be comple- kept completely confidential and that they there's no risk of it being leaked um, and that no one should ever be discriminated on mm. their genes or their make genetic makeup. But like that's the utopia this is, you. Live. This is not what we're talking about now, but like. <laughs> decades into the future yeah it's it's something that's like to not have discrimination is going to be really hard because you do have to rely on human kindness and understanding we're so, and empathy yeah we're so prone to discriminate anyways as the as the history shows yeah so um, it's it's a it's a tough one yeah as a scientist you're always trying to push for like better. it is but then you do have to reconcile the ethical side of it as well i think which mm-hmm. uh, i think sometimes it's not being taught sometimes sometimes you're just so spearheaded towards succeeding and push and pushing your research forward that sometimes you know the ethical aspect can get lost uh, or mm-hmm. can be omitted but because- i do think if if it, the government doesn't get ahead of it there's going to be private companies that are coming up and i think that's even a bigger risk so yeah well it uh, has to be regulated appropriately yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is uh, okay? There's no point in rehashing rehashing the debate. If you want to listen yeah. to it, go to the episode Definitely. thirty. Uh, how about you? Did you do what? Which one do? You, don't tell me it's the same episode. <laughs> no, it's not the same. I okay. think just looking at them now, I do think. Um, I think the ketamine treatment for mental illnesses was like I one I really thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically I just showed that um, because I think it's such a big. Uh, as you were talking with Anthony mm-hmm. Cave, yeah, Doctor Anthony Cave, about um this whole uh resurgence of these um outlaw drugs for mental health treatments, and it's just like um these studies are just not well. They're kind of can be poorly designed, and it's like self-reporting, and a lot of the time these people are already taking it, so obviously they're going to be biased to be like, yeah, I I love drugs, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure this drug, this trial is positive. Yeah. So. You're going to, yeah. Yeah. Don't I just, going. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting study where they actually looked and saw specifically who it could be used for. And in this situation, it was for acute suicide ideation. So people who were just like, really overcome with suicidal uh, tendencies very suddenly hmm. something they could just do to stop this and i think like that like to have something like that so many people like are lost to suicide to have some way of doing to dealing with this would be yeah. amazing yeah and uh 
I just think it was like a real life um situation where it could be used and I'm like uh just to just to have something like that would be unreal like because I do think yeah there's one thing where you can reach out and talk to people but like at certain times you do need like some kind of chemical or yeah sometimes drug. you're just too deep like sometimes yeah. conversation is not enough like you know exactly yeah exactly um and maybe this could be something that could help so um yeah and i think ketamine as a drug is really unusual anyways so <laughs> yeah i remember i remember like you were really excited about this whole ketamine thing and how it's yeah. being used like and that was one of the one of the rare moments when we can actually feel the excitement in your voice <laughs> so yeah i really uh, i really appreciate that yeah and the, having the opportunity to talk to dr anthony cave on episode 41 about this um yeah it was uh getting some getting somehow a professional point of view on it it was uh it was actually interesting so if you want yeah. to if you want to listen a little bit more about it uh go to episode 34 and then you can follow this up with episode 41 um, well and, when... and speaking of the guests then uh what what do you make of our guests this year uh happy? yeah i thought I, it was i was i was really happy with the with the quality of the guests and then uh, the way they came around a little bit the uh, irregular i would say the way we have organized it this season and uh uh yeah only four but sure it it, it is what it is at this point so uh but nevertheless every one of them was interested in its own field of expertise and yeah. uh, i feel like i learned something from each of them something different, it was so like, broad uh, i think it was like a, such a broad area yeah. that we interviewed these people in and it was something we had to learn how to like look up into these areas or their expertise and and try and like come up with questions that would like be provoc provocative as well yeah um i definitely think uh like with mike 11 that one was such a tough episode because we only had an hour and he had like these massive concepts that we and you can't really get into anything unique with him because he has to explain the fundamentals before you can get into the the bigger concepts and it's like by the time you get to that it's nearly the hour is up so i mean I his research is so next level yeah it's it's quite challenging it was it was really interesting but again yeah it's it's very challenging that's when you nearly need three hours yeah um, he explains it so well as well i like d d nothing to, from him like it's just yeah it's it's tough like yeah yeah you really want to know uh how what what questions you want to ask and and how you want to ask them so i suppose i suppose we do try to put a little bit work into it well not a little bit we do put work into the preparation for the for the interviews yeah but uh obviously i I've, i i feel much more confident coming up with questions and thinking about problems when i talk with like you know a geneticist or someone who works within the field of you know life sciences or something like i do yeah and you know whereas uh like michael levin or anthony cave they uh like michael michael is doing his biological as well as artificial intelligence research and you know the he drops bits of uh, philosophy of mind into his research as well which is like mind-blowing and yeah. on the other way uh anthony is like uh, he's a physician he's an anesthesiologist and uh we don't i personally don't really have that much occasions talking to uh people who you know just do work in the world have interactions with patients so it was a little bit challenging at the time just to think what what are the interesting questions to ask and mm. not not what are the easy questions to ask yeah, you know yeah. yeah and i the other um in carol i really thought was 
super interesting as well because like when I heard his talk first about how um the with obesity and I just think the whole thing of treating obesity as a disease and the whole concept of uh people obesity uh, overeating causes obesity as that is the concept whereas actually um obesity is caused by overeating yeah um and overeating needs to be treated uh, as as how do you stop that and hit this drug that he has been so fundamentally involved in i think it was uh amazing and it's like wow we could actually treat obesity as a disease and not <laughs> not have these controversial takes uh yeah. about like people who judge people who are obese and and, and stuff like that uh, and again i think it's the matter of changing people's um perspective how do they perceive obesity right because to to like not not recently but i, I would assume like uh, mental sickness and people suffering from depression depression they'll be like oh you can just just stop being sad like that's not a proper sickness mm. whereas now we like recognize that it, it it is a problem and it has to be has to be taken care for like you know the same the same way with obesity just like oh or just stop eating like and and you'll be grand like no it's there's there are levels to it there is more yeah. to it like you know there is the the, the personal uh, level when like you are somehow responsible for what you eat but it's also like you know the socioeconomics uh, that comes into the play that also dictate whether you can fall into the the, the disease of obesity and uh yeah having him on and start talking to experts who actually knows stuff and he has such a refined way of thinking about these things was was really refreshing and um yeah. and and he came onto the podcast after a full day of interviews and yeah. uh, and he still did it so like you know uh thanks for that it was a fun story because um we were uh i had asked him before that even c came up and it was just happened we arranged it for that day and then i we wo i woke up that morning and i seen that drug and then I seen he had been talking to the media. I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. How this is the timing of this is mental. So it just like was perfect timing that uh, mm. he was talking about the drug anyway. So he was able to join us. So, um, yeah, yeah. So you, you, can, you can have a chance to listen to that episode. It is a episode 36 uh, with yeah. Professor Karu Ralu. I definitely recommend all our interviews anyways. So, oh, yeah, um, definitely. And it's um, only four of them. So uh, you can fly through it. And if you actually want to know a little bit more about his work, you can follow Carol on his Twitter, which is at Carol underscore Leroux. And you can also visit the website, it's not your fault, .ie, it's not your fault, spelled together. So oh, is that, he has a website called that. <laughs> he's a, he's, a fi he's aff affiliated with that, uh, with that website, yeah. <laughs> it's like but, that, um, uh, what's that movie uh, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? Uh, <laughs> they, oh, the Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, and it's like it's not your fault. It's not yeah, your fault. <laughs> what a great movie, by the way. Yeah, I, I might watch it soon again. I could say that's what Carol Larue does to his patients. Like it's not your it's fault. Not your fault. It's you not your fault. <laughs> Till they start crying. <laughs> but but I have I have something to say about the uh, the drug, the Vigovi. It's the drug, right? It's yeah. the miracle drug that actually works and it does work. Um, it cost the the price for a package is in thousands, lad. Yeah, I don't know who can afford who can afford that. I hope it's gonna be somehow uh, refunded by the, like the government is gonna like pay for it or something like that mm. for people because uh, uh, at least in America like it's very hard. People have trouble of getting it, 
So it is yeah. a successful drag, but like I it's, heard it's very like expensive. when it was approved, like they couldn't even get it in till later on in the year. It's so in demand. I'm hoping that there'll be more products on the market that won't be as expensive, but Yeah, you, you wait this 10, is the, ten yeah. to fifteen years for the patent to expire and then yeah. more and then it's, it's just be gonna gonna become like a drug yeah. that everyone can manufacture. T- a decade away. Um, yeah, some people don't have ten it's years. It's just the that's the dirty side of pharma. That's it. That's it. Well, they do they do loads of good work as well, but I suppose every, <laughs> everybody has to eat. Everyone got to eat. Everyone got to make be making money out here. Um, yeah. Yeah, and okay. uh, I just and I and I also got some um, some feedback on the on the um, on the other episodes. Not not much, but uh, it was said that people enjoyed the uh, episode forty, the fertility fraud. I think I think it really hit it in the right time because the Netflix documentary came out yeah. around the same time and it was just uh, people could listen and watch it or, or yeah, watch it yeah. and listening so uh, yeah and it was uh, it was uh, it was really a nice one so you're welcome uh, Netflix for me promoting your documentary <laughs> exactly yeah it was uh, it was it was your work so you did quite quite good research <laughs> research about it so fair play thanks so do you have any uh, any closing thoughts about uh, the season two and where do you think we would be going in episode three? Do you have any season three? In the season three, yeah. Where do um, you think the podcast should be taken in in season three? And what could we improve on? What do you think? Yeah, it's it's tough. I I do think we need to like production value wise. I think is that we need to improve on most. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, we are limited in our setup here. Um, and. I, yeah, I honestly think we did pretty well considering. I think the stories were varied. Our interviews were always varied. Mm. Um, I think just a few, one or two more interviews. Like, I don't want to have that many more anyways. Yeah. Try and have a woman uh, <laughs> on for science, definitely. In the, in the, uh, in the, the podcast just, and in general and the, life. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, is just, I think, just keeping improving quality wise just by keep doing them yeah that's what i would i would say like so. and do you see like a do you Good see work. like a learning curve if you look back do you see do you ever yeah. compare yourself to like the, the very start and where you're right now do you see like improvements in things that well, you maybe do were doing improvements but then uh, there's still more i can improve on because yeah. like i listen to me and then i listen to other podcasts and they're a lot more smoother the person is like able to like get their ideas spoken much better than yeah. I can. And I'm like, okay, I need to try and just get more natural when I'm on mm-hmm. the podcast. So, mm-hmm. Do you think um, it's just a matter of like reading books or how do you think would no, be the best way to, to keep, practice it? Just keep you just repeating. have to keep doing, okay. keep doing it. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's just being persistent, isn't it? Persistent. It, it pays off sometimes. Qual- quantity is sometimes just as important just to like get through it it's like as every comedian says you, like a bad set is still a good uh, an experience so unless like, it's horrible just getting more practicing just yeah. keep going that's it and, and uh, yeah i like how we compare our scientific podcast to a comedic <laughs> stand-up bit but like it, sure it is what it is like live with the dnh that you can't escape it anymore yeah so i think overall i think we did pretty well good effort good mm-hmm. effort uh good work and yeah i'm gonna enjoy the rest of the summer and 
maybe bank some stories that you want to think we'll definitely try and do something try and make it so that you know it's a season three and not just the extent continuation of season three yeah so. maybe you want to prepare another album cover yeah uh, uh yeah so so he will gonna he you're gonna you're gonna hear about us back in september hopefully september yeah. hopefully september if everything works out uh guys i hope you enjoyed the 20 episodes of this season thank you for sticking with us we uh appreciate your presence and uh mostly we do it for ourselves but also for you guys so thank you for taking on on this massive journey with us uh as always we promise to do better and uh yeah tune in in september and remember to stay skeptical over the summer yeah exactly and if you hear anything that you want to let us know about or just really reach out to us about anything you already know skeptically inclined on instagram at skeptically i on twitter and you can always email us skeptically inclined at gmail.com and yeah that was that was our season uh thanks again for everything thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed it and we will talk to you next season next season yeah over and out bye bye